Hi everyone, my name is Renaud Lombard and uh, this is the first episode of the Digital Animal Podcast. I am the digital animal. I've always been told to try and differentiate yourself and to make yourself memorable. So, you know, I started an agency quite a while ago called The Social Animal and uh, The Digital Animal is just a uh, evolution from that uh, that name that I had uh, for my first agency that I started. I'm joined by Jonathan Varnke, my co-host on the Digital Animal Podcast. Really looking forward to the journey. How's it, Jonathan? Hey, great to be here. Looking forward to it, man. It's going to be great. It's interesting. You're actually also the first person I've seen on LinkedIn with an emoji kind of at the oh. beginning of your name. It, yeah. it really grabs attention. And I've noticed that one of your employees, Reynard, also uses a firecracker yes. on in the beginning of his name. It, it really sets you apart. Like it's quite sure. How did you figure that out? So the emoji, it's, uh, I'm not the first one to do that. Uh, you also probably find that everything that anyone does is not, they're not the first. They're all learning it from everyone, someone else. Um, and the emoji is literally there for, to pick up uh, automation. Um, it, does, it does differentiate you a lot, but if someone is sending you an invitation through an automation system, it will literally say, hi, Eagle, can I connect with you? Okay. And it, 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 it cuts out the non-humans and the humans on LinkedIn. That's fascinating. Okay, I didn't know it had that yeah. kind of very practical purpose. I thought it yeah. was purely a branding no, thing. No, it's, it's very practical. Um, it's there as a branding purpose because sure. yeah, I am the digital and, and I love eagles, so that's, what I've, that's why I've used it. A lot of people use different emojis, uh, but it's, it literally is one of the things that cuts out automation. So if I know if someone sends me an invite with high eagle, right. uh, can we connect? I know they've used an automation system and I will tend to not connect with them. When you're setting up your LinkedIn profile, are you putting your first name as Eagle and then second name? Because then you've yes. got Eagle, quotation marks, the digital animal, Rene Lombard. Yeah, yeah. So you, the first name would be Eagle Rene, and then my surname would be Lombard, the digital animal. So right. that's after my surname. Oh, right. So yeah. it goes, yeah. Eagle, the digital, uh, Eagle, Renier Lombard, the digital animal. 100%. Okay. LinkedIn doesn't really like it. Um, so I'll probably get a notification sometime to say I need to take it off. But until then, I'm going to keep it there. Uh, it's, uh, they, they tend not to like the emojis in the, in the actual name. Don't know why. Um, How do you know they don't like it? Uh, from other individuals that have had it before and they've had to take it off because LinkedIn has asked them to take it off. Really? Yeah. Uh, like a human got in touch or they just like they would send them They would send them a message like, you can't have this in your name. Um, Interesting. I don't know why because it's a personal brand that you can put out there. But I mean, it just opens up the door to, to gamesmanship because then yeah. you can make a little ASCII image out of you colons could. and you really could. smiley faces you really could. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, I use it uh, to differentiate. Yes, so as soon as you see me coming onto LinkedIn with a comment or when I... Uh, connect with someone, the first thing they'll see will be the eagle and then Rainier. Right. Um, as a digital animal, you know, the eagle uh, for me is a predator. We are out there hunting. It's, it's not so, okay, it's not the most social animal, but, um, you know, it's. Uh, um, well, it takes care it. of its kids. It takes care of its kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Brings contracts back to the nest and tears them apart. Another kind of interesting. Um, thing about your your LinkedIn profile and your profile in general is the the idea of the the digital animal. When you talk about the analogy of the digital jungle, which we're very much in now. Yep. And uh, you know, ten years ago it was very much the digital, let's say, very new growth. Yes. Like a small forest that was kind of growing up yes. and and now it's now we're fully in it. Pandemic especially the COVID nineteen oh, yeah. pandemic has pushed us fully into the jungle. And now a lot of people who might have been miso roaming gazelles suddenly yep. find themselves in thick undergrowth we've already tracked around a little bit here but yeah. getting back to the uh, <laughs> immediately into linkedin <laughs> back onto the uh, the episode plan here who is this podcast for the podcast is for individuals that want to create a life um by working online um create business with online tools with online systems and procedures we have 
a lot of beautiful things in our grasp to do a lot of things on, online and make a lot of money from it. What value do you want to add? What resources do you want to share? What do you want to teach? 100%. The podcast is, is there for our current clients uh, as an agency. Um, so we, at the end of the day, we do run a digital agency. Um, we've, uh, we run quite a few different agencies uh, being you know, tech, digital, LinkedIn. And the podcast is there to firstly add value to our current clients, to possible future clients, and then to use the podcast to teach young uh, business owners, young agency owners, how to utilize digital and how to build digital agencies. If you're an individual that's on a journey, creating a business, creating a digital business, want to create more out of digital, want to create a, a lifestyle or a career out of digital, this is for you. Uh, it's also for, for business owners to understand how digital should work, how they can utilize it, how they can best produce results from it. And, you know, we, we're going to use this podcast to just help people grow using digital. Right. And uh, you don't just mean talking resources. You're talking about hardcore actual yeah. tools and stuff as well, right? So when I first started in business, it was as anyone starts in business, you start with nothing. You literally have to build. And it took me many years to develop resources and the actual collateral or assets that we need to run a business. At the moment, we, we're scaling so fast and we have all this knowledge that I would love to share. And if I had that kind of resource or knowledge when I first started, I'd be 10 times further where I would be at the moment. Because yes, you still have to go through those, those, those failures, those successes to learn. But if I had the resources available at my fingertips, I could just do a lot more, more quicker. And, uh, and that's what I want to do. I want to provide education resource to people that can use it to further develop themselves um, in digital. So just kind of to add some context on my side then as well, I am starting a podcast business yeah. and I've got a couple of clients and, you know, Rainier is is one of them. And this this podcast is, is, is work for me as well. And what I'm really excited about for the podcast is that it's going to be, I'm going to be learning from Rainier what he's learned. Yeah. Um, Sharing a little bit that I know from my uh, my experience is mostly working in the ad agency circuits and then as a freelancer. But the um, information he's giving is valid to me because I'm building a business. That's, it's, so, it's so cool to have you here, Jonathan. And I'm just so excited to do this with you. Podcasting, I'm very, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't know anything about podcasting. I just love listening to podcasts. And you have that knowledge, that experience uh, bringing to the table and, and guiding, you know, working together. I think you know th this, this podcast is not just going to be about digital. It's not just going to be about our business or our agency or the clients. It's also going to be about how how you can build your own business, giving you that advice, giving you that the, the mindset that you need to go and fight those battles and those wars online. And I think you know, Jonathan, you starting a business as well. Uh, we're going to help you transform that, build it, uh, use this platform to also speak to other clients. Maybe you will never know what happens. I imagine what you've got to share will also scale up to um, enterprise level yep. in terms of if we want to chat to some CEOs about digital transformation in their company, um, you've still got uh, content to, to give to them as well, right? Definitely, definitely. A lot of businesses that have been around for many years look at digital and they, 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 they try and stay away, well not stay away from it, but they, it's, it's, this, it's this behemoth of a, of a project that they think is so intense and it really doesn't have to be. How much of your focus is on social media versus yeah. other digital development apps sure, and that kind of sure. stuff? 
So I think, you know, I talk a lot about ecosystems and your digital ecosystem, uh, not just you as an individual, but as brands as well and how you structure those ecosystems. So yes, everything from social media to your websites to the, the, the blogs that you have to recommendations or testimonials you have on Trustpilot, it's all an ecosystem that you build. Um, and we have all these all these softwares and systems and everything that we have at our disposal to to create these ecosystems to feature into a certain objective. Um, so you do the same thing with with social. You have certain ecosystems featuring into what you want to build. And I think, yeah, it's it, it it's very, they all work together and not together at the same time. If right. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, you have to, you have to be able to connect them and yeah. why they're in your life. And this is what I say to everyone, try and whatever you do in business and in digital, try and add before you take. So if you have that premise and you adding, giving people ultimate value, more value, giving education, um, before you even try and sell or take from their lives, you will succeed. So it's always just trying to add to someone's life before you take from it. And that's, you know, using digital to do that. Mm. This is why we're still starting this podcast, because I feel as though there's so much that we can say. There's so much that, that people want to say uh, that have gone through all these journeys and add to other people's journeys. It's a great platform for that. Right. Tell me about your work history. So I grew up in Botswana. My parents uh, moved to Botswana when we when I was two years old. Uh, they more or less were also fleeing from uh, apartheid that was here in South Africa. And they didn't like what was happening. That was in the early 90s. And they decided to take their children out of that situation. They didn't want their children to be growing up with uh, that kind of hatred. So they, we moved to Botswana, which was very uh, non-racial. It was very, uh, you know, free world and uh, it was amazing. And we had a fantastic childhood there. And, you know, I decided to come to Cape Town when I was uh, 20, 20 years old to study advertising. Um, having, you know, grown grown in, in a household of entrepreneurs. My father was an entrepreneur. He had quite a few companies. Uh, I decided to come study advertising. And from there, went back to Botswana, started uh, two businesses, which failed horribly uh, because it wasn't, uh, wasn't the right time. I actually had an idea of offering free Wi-Fi to all the malls and certain places in Botswana at that time. And we, we had all the infrastructure in place. We had everything going. And it was, it was working to a point. And I remember that when, when the penny dropped, the one we were putting up a sign and a lady walked past and, she, and it said there, free Wi-Fi, here's the logins. And she literally said to us, uh, what is Wi-Fi? And I was just like, okay, well, this is not going to work. Oh, here. No. So we, we, we closed that and I decided to come back to Cape Town and uh, started working in the advertising, selling uh, magazine advertising space right. on commission basis only. Right. So I came, drove to Cape Town in my car with all my stuff in my bag, only had like a few thousand bucks to my name, and I was uh, just here to, to start working and, and building network, I guess. Um, that's where I learned how to sell, and that's, how, that's where I learned how to face rejection. Because every day you're getting rejected by 50 times a day. Right. Because you're calling random CEOs and MDs trying to sell them a 20 grand advertising space in the magazine totally. they've never heard of. Uh, yeah, it's, it wasn't f super fun, but it was a fantastic learning experience. And I would recommend anyone um, try and get into a sales position if they want to start a business because selling is fundamental to any career, any business. Uh, even as a teacher, doctor, you need to be good at sales to progress and be successful. Sure. Um, trying to you know influence and uh, provide, you know, take your ideas um, and put it onto the table. You have to have some sort of sale behind it. So yeah, selling was a, that's where I learned how to sell. And that's how, where I learned a lot of tricks on how to 
handle uh, rejection. And that's where I had my first burnout as well. Okay. Yeah, burnout was not fun. I uh, was in bed for about four days, couldn't move. Oh, hectic. And yeah, burnout, that's when I realized that, you know, I needed to get out of that space. Mm. Um, so I left, I left the, the advertising, the, 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 that, that, that specific company. Uh, then I started, now, uh, there was a brand manager at another, um, another magazine uh, for about six months. And I would never stay at a company more than six months. Um, because I think firstly, I'm, I'm actually a really bad employee, right? I'm actually a horrible employee. I hate being told what to do and I hate being, uh, put into a box and told to play in a certain way. Right. Um, so yeah, I was a bad employee and I would leave before they could fire me and <laughs> <laughs> some, some deep psychological background stuff. Here. I, I used to, uh, people used relationships to my then? uncle used to call me a, a um, a advertising uh, Gentoo because I would travel so much between companies and I would just bounce from company to company and everyone, they would look at my CV, they just they would just ask me why would I change so much and it was always, I would always blame the, the company right? but it was actually me and yeah, it was just, I was just not a good employee so got to a stage where I was maybe four or five companies down the line, tried the same thing and started, you know, exploring digital because when I was selling advertising space on the phone, the marketing managers would say to me, and this was early, you know, this is uh, this is about ten years ago. The the advertising managers or the marketing manager would say, "What kind of results can your print ad give me that Google can't?" Right. You know, if I spend X amount on Google, I know exactly how much money I'm going to make from that spend, and I don't know how much I'll, what return I'll get on your in your print ad. And that for me changed the game. I needed to get into a, 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 and I loved that whole performance where I could, a client could give me X amount of money and I could have given them exactly the return that they wanted. Right. It also, you know, that's that, that whole premise of direct return on investment, it was such an easy sell that you could go to a company and say, give me X amount of money and we'll make you X. Right. Um, and that's all the whole, the whole, the whole performance marketing, um, you know, system or idea started. And, and that's also why we, you know, when I first started a business, I never had contracts with clients and I, we still don't, we still don't have, and, th- and maybe I'll speak about contracts in a different, uh, different episode, Sure. but we don't need contracts because of the performance that actually, you know, pushes the client into staying with us for years into the future. Um, so yeah, when it started, started the, actually I was fired from my last job. Um, and I really had one or two small, uh, freelance clients on the side. And I was fired from from my job because I was using the work email to email uh, my own clients. Prospective clients. That was a rookie mistake. <laughs> amazing. And uh, I'll never do that again. <laughs> How did that... I've been fired once and yeah. I was 19 at the time. Yeah, yeah. It, it destroyed me yeah. emotionally. I had, because it feels... It's such a... Oh, I felt liberated. Really? Yeah, it was amazing. Okay. I had no money to my name. Yeah. Um, and... It was unfortunate that when he did, when I was fired, because I was using work resources to build my own thing, uh, they they went out to my my clients because they had all the information on those emails, and they actually tried to poach those clients that I was working on, and they badmouthed me completely to all these clients. So just at, off the gate, I had about three other deals that was about to sign, and they all lost because of this this issue. So not only that I was fired, I, uh, the whole rug under my feet was just, you know, it yeah. was just taken. So literally that was on a Friday, I got fired, um, took the weekend to, you know, recalibrate the next week or two, literally finding out that the previous company was going to my, my prospect clients and actually bad mouthing me. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, yeah, it wasn't great. Two, two of the clients stayed because they were like, well, I don't know who you are. Why are you talking bad about Renier? I trust Renier. I've been working with Renier. So we're going to stick with Renier. And thank you to those two individuals. They, they, they believed in me. And that was able, they were able to help me propel uh, myself into, into digital. Right. Um, and back then I was just doing social media management, you know, sure. and getting clients, uh, a client would come to me and ask me to do certain things that I had no idea to do. Uh, I mean, the one client came to me and asked me to uh, develop a magazine that uh, I needed to use InDesign and it was a hundred page magazine and they needed it in four days and I took it on. I was like, yes, I can do this. So I took, I didn't sleep for four days. I took uh, one day to learn InDesign. If you ever <laughs> want to learn how to do something, you know, take on a project with saying yes and getting paid for it. it. Took me a day to learn InDesign and then three days to actually do the project without one hour of sleep. Uh, but I was able to do it and I was paid and that supported me for three months. So, you know, in the first three months I was calling myself a freelancer, also for all freelancers that are working. Um, don't call yourself a freelancer. Because people and companies, and not saying this is everyone, but they have a certain perception of freelancing and they tend to think they can pay you less and they can treat you in certain ways. Right. Um, so instead of calling yourself a freelancer, call yourself a consultant. That's okay. what I did immediately. And it changed, my, changed everything because you are now a sort of expert. Yeah. You, know, you can call yourself anything really but titles don't you really matter to me. You can't call yourself a ninja. We're, no. We're banning that. <laughs> no ninja. I remember the social media digital ninja days of 2010 yep. where people yep. were branding themselves as gurus. They were Guru. trying to find what yep. the word is that says, you know, trust me about sure. something that only had two, three years of history. Exactly, yeah. But uh, yeah, the ninja thing's done. Ninja thing's done. Don't, don't be that guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, first thing off the bat, I learned not to call myself a freelancer because I had clients and they would treat you really badly. You know, and at that early stage, you, you say yes to everything because you need, you need income, you need to sustain. So as soon as I, I transitioned to consultant, they, your, the way people deal with you, I don't know, it just changes. I don't know why. Do you think that's baked into corporate culture because they, I think it is. they know other kinds of consultants? And 100%. They, okay. Yeah. So it is, is it important what you call yourself and what you, you know, go out there with? Um, but that's just something that I did in the beginning to help me. You know, but that's thinking with things. empathy for your clients. Yeah, to, well, it's empathy for your own gain. Sure, but to a degree, it's going like, what does my client want? Yeah, they want, you know, they want, they have associations with consultant, they have associations with freelancer. Yeah, and they're going to trust me more and do better work by trusting me more if I exactly. call myself a consultant. So why not? Exactly. Yeah, you have to position yourself somewhere that that elevates you. Yeah, uh, if from your clients the crowd. buy it. Yeah, they do buy it. Yeah, yeah. And you honestly can, can th there's nothing wrong in doing anything, to be honest. If you want to call yourself the, uh, an expert, go ahead and do it. But just know that no one really is an expert. I think that about sums up who we yeah. are and what we're trying to do. I hope you guys are on board. This is not going to be perfect. It's going to be, it's going to be um, you know, we're going to learn as we go and we're going to have fun with it. You know, I think that's that's the whole thing. We're going to build in public. I would love to build this in public, and I want to put it out on the website as to the subscribers, downloads, and show everyone what it means to build something. We all in this premise of getting things quickly, and it's life's not like that. We have to put time, effort, and energy into something and passion. You know, and what the, a key metric in success is consistency. You right. have to be consistent. You have to persevere. And even when this, this podcast might only get two downloads, the first episode, we don't know. But it's not about that. It's about 
learning, experiencing, going through that journey, adding value. And we never know, this podcast could be big one day. Uh, it might not be. It might just uh, stay you know, as an agency podcast. But uh, I think that, that that whole premise is exciting. Absolutely. Know? Very exciting. And it's one of those experiences where no matter what happens, you're going to understand podcasting better. 100%. And that's going to benefit your agency and your clients. Exactly. Stepping out of the comfort zone, stepping out of that circle that I don't know, stepping into an unknown is, uh, is what everyone should be doing on, uh, you know, any, throughout their life. Right. Yeah. So I think that's it for today. Uh, this is just a little little uh, um, preview of what we're, what's coming up yep. in the next few months, weeks, and years. And uh, so thanks for listening and click on that next episode. Thank you, Jonathan. And thanks everyone for listening. The Digital Animal Podcast is recorded and mixed by Jonathan Vanka and produced by Ping Productions.